It's time for Verity on the Air with Dr. Isaac Montilla, where we dive into the fun and challenging and beneficial discussions of health and your family and your future. Your future health can be much improved depending on the decisions you make today. What decisions? Well, stay tuned. Here's your host from the Verity Health Center, Dr. Isaac Montilla. Verity on the air, and we are back. We are back, and we are back with another exciting program we are bringing to you today. Today, we have Dr. Tillman once again. Hey, Verity on the air listeners. Excited to be back. I've been gone for, I guess, about a week and a half, so um, as far as in regards to the show, so it's glad to be back. Glad to um, bring you the show today. So today, we, as we always do, we, we, ha- we love to have certain topics, and again, here's, here's a plug for our podcast. And so if you can download our, our app or podcast, you can go on the app. Uh, if you have an, a smartphone and then in there, just type in Verity on the air uh, and you will bring up our podcast and you can go back and listen to our previous shows. And so every show has a certain topic and that topic we like to address because as you, we live through life, right? And so we experience these obstacles. We are going through this on a daily basis, whether it be in a clinical setting, whether it be relation, relational, whatever the case may be, you know, we're dads, we're, we're, we're husbands, we're soon to be married here in about a week, Dr. Tillman, right? Shout out. That's right. He's excited and he, he's getting married this next week. And so we're excited. As, as many of you know, I get to pray twice in the wedding. So I'm excited about that. Um, but so, so we are part of life. We, we also, have families. We're all busy. We all have reasons that oftentimes can become excuses and that oftentimes can paralyze us from achieving uh, what God has really intended for us to, to experience. And so our hope is that, again, is that, is that we do these programs is that we encourage you. We encourage you, whether you're in Tallahassee, we encourage you if you're across the country. It doesn't matter where you are. If you download this and you, we want to encourage you to live to your God-given potential, as we like to say at our office. And so today, with that with that being said, today we have a really, really special guest uh, who is really dear to us. We, we got to know her, um, and, and we know her heart, and we know that she wants to make that much more of an impact in our community, and, and again, even in, in this country. And so today, um, we have with us Colleen Rogers. Colleen Rogers is a speaker. She's a coach. She's a consultant. She's a mother. She's a wife. She's all the above. And today's topic and why we wanted to bring Colleen on, on the air is, uh, is really addressing tough talks, right? It's sometimes hard to say tough talks. It's tough to say tough, but it, it's tough talks. These conversations that uh, whether, whether it be in a work environment, whether it be at home, sometimes it's hard to have these, uh, these conversations that need to be had. So we brought her on and, and she's going to be uh, talking about these conversations, how to have a great environment, again, whether you're at home, with wherever you are in life. And so Colleen Rogers, welcome on the air. Welcome, welcome. And thank you for joining us today with Verity on the air. Could you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Sure. So uh, I, my background is in human resources and I specialized in recruiting and recruiting those hard-to-fill positions in technology and finance. And so I have a passion for people, connecting Mm. them with the right job, but connecting them with the right people. So after years of doing that and having a public speaking degree and a desire to have a bigger platform, I now consult and speak nationally on HR-related issues which happened to be how to keep people. I call myself the talent keeper because hmm, I have awesome. a passion to keep the people that we hire. So that's what I do on, on every day. And, and that's an amazing gift, uh, Colleen, because uh, as I own a business here in, in Tallahassee, oftentimes we don't realize the impact that even being in a work environment, healthy work environment, how actually that plays a role mentally. It plays a role emotionally. I mean, all the above. And it trickles down to home. Right. Taking I'm sure I'm sure everyone out there has heard the term. Don't take your work with you. Uh, Don't take your work home with you. Right. And and so it's how do you balance that? How do you how do you attack that? And so it's important uh, that you do do that. I know that in the past when we first started, I didn't know how to have these conversations. And and in my case, uh, in my work environment and being uh, married for almost 12 years, still working on these hard, tough conversations, even at home. 
Yeah, um, the the passion that Colleen's talking about, we actually got to experience firsthand. Last year, we uh, we brought Colleen into our office, and it was we we do these uh, team gatherings throughout the the year, and one of them was with Colleen leading us, and she really helped us learn to communicate better. And I know that uh, one of the exercises that we had to do. Dr. Montia may not have been a big fan of, um, but we kind of got to talk about things that, you know, that, that were easy to talk to him about and things that may have been a little bit harder, things like that. And things where we, where, where we wanted to see like areas improve in regards to communication. And it was amazing to see uh, Dr. Montia's transformation just in that, that short bit of time from whenever I first started here, then having that experience with Colleen, just in regards to um having those tough talks because it, it isn't easy whenever you own a business, having those tough talks with some of your employees in regards to both the positive things even and the negative things, the positive things are a lot easier, but whenever it comes down to where maybe have to be a little bit more critical of something, those can definitely be hard um, because you want to, you want to keep that morale high. You want to keep, yeah. you know, boosting people up and, you know, letting them know things that they do right. But at the same time, the tough talk, you know, you can't just let things go and go and go because you have a business at stake. And it, it was really, really cool to see. And it still is cool to, to witness uh, the, the transformation amongst myself, Dr. Montia, Dr. Britt, you know, in regards to our own com- communication in, yeah. in our office. Which, which is openness, right? I think, yeah. uh, Colleen, as you deal with a lot of people and you have dealt with a lot of people, uh, you know, it's being opened in our office. We have a saying that uh, the, my, our front desk team sees uh, patients twice as many times as they see us because they see them on the way in and they see them on the way out. And so the interaction and being open to uh, to really to to address anything that comes up and have co- open communication uh, is, is key. I know we, um, uh, we we had an opportunity to talk to a, group, a youth group not too long ago here uh, with nonprofit in Tallahassee and. I had them all in the room and as youth, you know, the youth are really excited about many things, but oftentimes youth find themselves cutting each other down. Yeah. It's, it's sad, but it's true. And so any opportunity that they get to cut each other down, they're going to, they're going to maximize on that. And so I had them on a group and I said, okay, I want you to turn to your neighbor right now. And you know, they get excited. And so they turn to their neighbor and I go, I want you to look at your neighbor and I want you to tell your neighbor that you have it, that they have issues. Right. And so they looked at them really quick. They were so quick to speak. Right. You have issues. And so the whole place just goes crazy. Yeah. And, you know, the kids. So I let them kind of get loose a little bit. And I said, all right, now it's time to bring it back home. I need everyone to pay attention to me. And so I had everybody look at me. I go, can Okay, look at me right now. And I want everyone to turn again, turn, turn to your neighbor again, once again. And I want them. I want you to look at them and say, I have issues. Right. And so that was one of the toughest things that these kids could do, these kids could do, because they're admitting that they have an issue. And so it, it was it was as if I was pulling teeth. I, I mean, I had to encourage them and re- encourage them, encourage them and then bring it back home after that and say, guys, one of the first things that people need to understand is that we all have issues. Right. And we all fall short. Right. And if you realize that, where's grace, where's mercy on a day to day basis? And so what are some of the things that you kind of experienced as you continue to or you have been going through this journey? So it's interesting that you say that because I have a um, I have a new uh, talk I'm working on and it is based on tough talks. And so you're you have an hour to sum up to a group of how to improve their conversations with each other, right? So you just talked about looking at yourself. So I have this, I'm working on this, look, do, follow through. Those are my mm-hmm. steps, right? So the first thing we need to do is we need to look at ourselves, you know, mm-hmm. and as believers, we look at ourselves first. Um, and so one of the things we need to look at is how we communicate. Do do we communicate by the silence to violence, fight or flight, clam or claw? I like clam or claw because it's a picture. So you think of a clam, they close up, they're not going to talk. Mm. And then you've got the crab who's, you know, going for it. I mean, he's got that little pincher. And so we're somewhere in between, hopefully, in between that's dialogue. So you have people right now in your workplace you can think of, oh, she's the silent one. She's not going to speak up. And then we have the one who's just attacking people verbally or just out there, right? So we want the dialogue is in between. So the first thing is to recognize that who you are and what's your part in the conversation. That's awesome. You got to, it's self-reflection. And so from there, this is the big thing that I have learned is that we all 
add a bunch of stories to something. I tell you something about somebody, right? I say, hey, Sue, da 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 da. Not gossip, right? Well, you know, it is gossip. Okay, I just want to make sure everyone listens. Let's, get it, let's just put it out there. It's there gossip, go. right? And That's it can right. be even the truth. But what we do is we add a bunch of stuff to it. Yeah. We infer this because of that. And I call, you know, those are stories. So we have to fact, separate the fact from story. And we all do it. You know, we do it in our church family. We do it in our friends. We'll, we'll, we'll hear something and then we'll go, oh, they did that because of da 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 da. And all that does is pile on, you know, to us emotionally. And if we could just let go of that, just keep the facts, then I don't have this burden of she hurt, she hurt my feelings when she posted that on Facebook and she really meant to do that and da 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 da. Just let it go. You know, just keep to the facts. And then that, that alone will help you go into any relationship. And so there's a model going into a relation and going to a talk. You want to hear that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I want to. Before you jump on that, it reminds me of, again, even that, uh, on that uh, same same day that I had a chance to talk to these youth, uh, and you're talking about gossip, and you're talking about these things that you, you find yourself doing, and sometimes you might not even intentionally want to, but you find yourself just trying to vent. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I had a uh, one of the the youth that I was talking to, he he showed me his knuckles, and his knuckles were they had scars. Right, and they just recently that week, that same week, he he just hearing a lot of these things, and so things weren't going the way he wanted, and so what he did, he took it out on a tree, wow. you know. And what I I looked at them, I looked at him, I said, I was like, hey, but hey, bud, uh, for for uh, you know for security purposes, I said, hey, uh, uh, so you got angry? And he goes, yes. I go for things that you couldn't control. He goes, yes. And I said, at the end of the day, your knuckle. Is pretty bruised, but guess what's still standing? The tree. So oftentimes as you're describing this, it reminds me that we do this thing about wanting to talk negative about somebody else or we bottle everything inside and we retaliate and we don't realize that the person, yes, you might be hurting, you might be hurting the person you're talking about or people that you love and care for, but you're hurting yourself. Right. And then you yeah. deplete yourself from what God's potential truly is and how he can, he can use you, whether it be in your family and your work environment and in these other places. One of the things that, that I know that we've talked about it, that you actually shared with me, Dr. Muncie, is the 10-90 rule. And that states that life is 10% about what happens to you mm-hmm. and 90% about how you respond to it. Yeah. So a lot of times we view it as the opposite. As we say, all this is happening, all this is happening, poor me, and then we respond in a negative way. We can take that, filter through it, and and learn, how, how can I grow from this? This is a learning opportunity. I mean, we've all been through some junk in our lives. And just recently, now that I am getting married, I realized, you know, through all the stuff that, that happens, you know, where there's been doubt, and it's like, why is this happening? Why is this happening? I told I told Susan, who's my fiance, I told her, I said, I realized that I'm going, th- I went through all this stuff in my life. And it all led me to you. So if I had to do it all over again and experience it all over again, I wouldn't change one thing because that might change my path in finding you, how I met you, everything. So again, th- there are times where I've tried to, you know, I've beat myself up over something, you know, I said, poor me, whatever. And I've learned as I've grown, as I've matured that I can take a negative situation. Even if I respond in a negative way at first, I do what Colleen was saying. I self-reflect. And that's one thing I try to do every day is I say, what did I do right today? What did I do wrong? And what can I do better or build on from positive and negative? Um, so, so that's kind of how I kind of have learned to approach things in, in regards to responding to how things happen in my life. So if you're interested, if you're driving, you're uh, actually a business owner or you're someone that needs some coaching, a group of people, individual, uh, you, you can reach out to Colleen Rogers. Uh, her number is 850-583-4674, 850-583. Four six seven four, or you can give us a call at Verity Health Center. Uh, we can direct you to her. Uh, our number is eight five zero three two zero six one five eight. So right before we go into our first break, Colleen, uh, you can, can you elaborate a little bit more of what you started to talk about um, before we we started giving you some of the examples that we we've experienced? Sure. So just to to go off the the young man, if the, there's a saying, if we don't um, talk it out, we act it out. Mm. And so that's why it's important to have the conversations, whether it's family, community, church members, whatever. So there's kind of a formula. So you want to start a conversation, and we can certainly model this conversation. I want to have a conversation with you 
Dr. Montilla, and I'm going to share my facts first. This happened, this happened, this this happened. Okay? that People can't argue facts. It's like Correct. people can't argue our testimony, right? It's our testimony. So that's a fact. Now I'm going to tell you my story behind it. This is how I feel. This happened, this happened, and I'm perceiving it this way. And now I'm going to invite you mm-hmm. to tell me your side. It can't just be all about me. How do you see it? And then how can we resolve it? That's that's when you're having a conversation and dialogue. Dialogue is two people. It's not one person telling the other person. And often in the workplace and in the family, we have those two you know, extremes, yeah. the silent and the violent. And we need to work on the dialogue in between. And I'm not, I'm not a counselor. I'm just an HR person who likes to keep people their jobs. <laughs> so let's just say that. That's right. right that, that is right. But these principles can be applied again, whether it be in a work environment, because you're surrounded around people. If you're a stay-at-home mom, you're surrounded by other moms, right? You, 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 life. If you're an individual that just goes out and meets people, right, or don't like confrontation, the reality is life is, is going to bring confrontations by how you deal with it. My, my grandmother, uh, before she passed away, she used to say this a lot. She said, it takes two people to argue. It takes two people to fight, right? If one person is stronger, oftentimes you can, you can lead them to that point That's where right. you can have this open dialogue, open communication to that, so that you can ensure and increase, right? The opportunity for a better result. And so if you're out there listening and you're saying, what the world are these people talking about? The topic is really tough talks, having these conversations with one another. And so that's what we're talking about. And it's, so stay tuned. We're going into our first break. And as we continue into this program, we're going to give you more action steps. We're going to give you more action steps and really hone in on what that looks like to have a conversation because words are powerful, right? We all know words are powerful. God created this world with his words. So stay tuned as we come back from our first break. This is Dr. Mattia with Verity on the Air, helping you explore true health. Hi, this is Michelle at Verity Health Center in Tallahassee. And we know you care about your family and your health, and we do too. In fact, we began Verity Health Center with the goal of helping people like you experience true health and live up to 100% of your God-given potential. Our chiropractors do that through the use of chiropractic adjustments to eliminate pain and improve function, focusing on the cause rather than the symptoms alone. This means you'll function better and be back up and running in no time. If you're ready to experience true health, then call us at Verity Health Center with two locations in Tallahassee. Book your appointment anytime online at VerityHealthCenter.com or by calling 850-320-6158. That's Verity Health Center, 850-320-6158. You're listening to Verity on the Air, and here's your host, Dr. Isaac Montilla. Verity on the air. We are back. We are back. And we are back. What an amazing first segment on today's program with Colleen Rogers. We are here with Colleen Rogers, who is a speaker slash coach slash consultant slash mom. I mean, I can sit here and take the rest of the program and talk about uh, everything that she does. Uh, But the great thing about it all is that she can relate. So if you're wondering how you can get in touch with Colleen Rogers, uh, you can give her a call at 850 583-4674, 850-583-4674. 583-4674, 850-583-4674, or you can give us a call at Verity Health Center. Uh, it's 850-320-6158, 850-320-6158. And if you're just tuning in, uh, we're talking about tough talks. What does that look like, whether it be in a work environment, whether it be relational, whether it be church community? What, uh, what does it all look like to really have these tough conversations, but that equal great results. And that's where we're honing in. And we all know that everything goes down to the heart, right? We, we can all agree that the heart is, it plays a really big role on how we're having these conversations. And, and, and that's what we, we tell people. We, we tell, uh, when we, when we talk to patients, when we talk to those in the community, we say, Hey, and in my office, Colleen and Dr. Tillman, Dr. Tillman can attest to this. Uh, we have a saying that says, and I have a, 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 a picture frame that says these words, say it in love, right? You can say many things. It's amazing what you can get accomplished if you say it with love. Mm-hmm. And, and I really, truly believe that. You know, the greatest love above all is he who sacrificed himself so that we, we may all have hope. And we all know that that's Jesus, you know, and we believe that. And so he proved his love. So God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, John three sixteen, 
right? And so as we're diving into the second segment of today's program, uh, you know, the first part we talked about uh, share facts, the importance of sharing facts, just not assuming, right? And don't don't gossip. You know, during break, we were all talking about uh, uh, John Maxwell and his, his no gossip policy in his work environment. How awesome is that if we know right away, hey, you know what? What are the facts? I'm not going to speak negative, right? And then come to, to a good uh, to a good uh, resolution in any conversation relationship that you may have. And as you're saying, we're here with Colleen and um, I know you shared her contact info. Maybe you don't know if you need to have Colleen come out and have that conversation with you and educate you and help guide you in that direction to have those tough talks. If you are an employer and you have other team members, and again, that's one thing that, that we stress in our office is we don't say employees, we say team members because we're all a team. Whether you're a captain of the team, whether you're a player coach or you're just a player on the team, you're involved in that team. But if, you, if you're an employer and maybe you struggle with communication or maybe you think that you communicate well or maybe you do communicate well and you want to be even better at it um, or want, maybe you want to encourage your, your other team members to be able to communicate to you and feel comfortable doing so, you are the perfect ideal person to give Colleen a call. And definitely call her because like I said, we were in the first segment, we got to experience her knowledge and expertise firsthand and it was an awesome experience. It was, and it's not like it's, uh, you know, she's not hanging up against the wall with chains and, you know, beating you to death. It's we were all laughing, having fun. It was yeah. probably one of the most fun team activities that 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 we did in office. And, you know, we do we do a lot of fun things, but um, it, was, it was awesome to have her. So if you're an employer, if you have other team members, um, maybe you are a husband, wife even. And maybe you guys want to learn to become better communicators. Uh, that could be a great opportunity to reach out to her as well. Yeah. And so think about it like this, right? Because we're so quick to think about somebody else in our office or work environment that might need it. But we don't put we don't put ourselves mm-hmm. in there because we don't want to show our weaknesses. But think about it. In, in, in the Bible, it says whether you eat or drink, whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Right. So are you truly being a good employee right, in your work environment? Could this be that you could go up to your HR person and say, hey, you know what? I really, really think that we should bring Colleen Rogers uh, to really talk to all of us because that would help out, right? And it's a win-win situation. You would grow and the person next to you in your cubicle can probably change a couple things uh, that can benefit you and others in the, in, in the work environment. Uh, again, there's so many ways. Give her a call, 850-583-4674. All right, Colleen. All right. Thanks, guys. I appreciate that. Absolutely. Absolutely. I really have a passion. It's interesting in thinking about um, we have a tool. I am part of the John Maxwell team, and I'm a certified uh, coach in Crucial Conversations. So it's funny how our passion leads us. And inside of organizations, just having a passion because I I love people and um, but I want to help the organization thrive and and since in an HR we have a lot of we got to do the laws we got to know what's right to keep us out of trouble but really we'll stay out of trouble if our heart is right and we have that conversation with someone and we they know we really care because employees are looking for that trusted leader that coworker that doesn't stab them in the back mm. you know all those things and if we think about most of the issues that we have in the workplace in our home it's because of communication yeah. or lack thereof and I have degrees in public speaking and communication, but no one ever taught me the tools on how to have a tough talk. So I just want the world to know you can have some structure to it. You don't have to go into it blindly and lose it because I've been there too. And that's a passion because I haven't always handled the conversations. I would ignore them or someone would attack me and I would clam up. <laughs> or, I, or I would claw, claw back. Whoa, you just pushed too far. Now you're going to have it. And that's not something I'm proud of. Mm. That is not who I want to be. And so pa- our passion leads us into helping others, like your your passion for helping others and, and your, both of your passions for helping others. So that's what I do. And I do it in organizations. I just met with an organization yesterday. The whole company is going through this training because if everybody has structure on how to have conversations, then it's the culture instead of, oh, no, she said, can we have a tough talk? And, yeah. you know, you, your heart starts racing. You get a pit in your stomach. And you're like, oh, no, not again. I Really? What did I do this time? Mm-hmm. That's the first thing people always ask when we would call them into our office for HR. What did I do now? Am yeah. I in trouble? Yeah. You know, I don't like that stereotype. So. And, I love, and I think also right away people think it's like the, the mentality of the principal going to the principal's right. office. So it yeah. starts at an early age where if you get called to the principal office, 
you're not getting a pat on the back and saying you're doing a great job. You're like, uh, I know, I kind of did something in trouble. So that kind of just grows with us. Yeah. And 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 when you when we're make we're we're really reiterating the conversation that we're talking about having these tough talks. You know, as a parent, I'm thinking, gosh, I'm dreading the time that I'm gonna have to have that tough talk with my daughter mm. who uh, who who's nine. And and so I'm thinking, tough talk for me is like, you know, the bees and the flowers and everything else that happens that that maturity talk. But having a tough talk means anything and everything, right? Because even at that point, am I going to just completely unleash on her and what I, my views are? Or am I going to have a conversation with her, right? right? And, and that what it, that's what it looks like in all of our relationships is, are we always pointing the finger and ready to talk, right? Are you, and as we talk about this, when you're having a conversation, are you already thinking about the answer sure. or what you're ready to say? Without listening, right. right? God's given us, what's the saying about two ears? Yeah. It's like- uh, there's, there, there's two different ways to listen. You can listen to respond or you can listen to understand. Yeah. yeah. And the key is, is that that you're listening to understand. And uh, I went to a seminar a while ago. It was last, two years ago. And it talks about how one person, that there's like a pie chart all the way around. And one person gets to go around the entire pie chart before you get to go around the pie chart and explain your side of the story. That was one of the hardest things ever because what you have to do is whenever, if, if Colleen's having a conversation with me and she says, Travis, you smell bad. What I would then say is, so what I am understanding, what I'm hearing you say <laughs> is that you think roses are red. And she would say, no, that's not what I'm saying. And she would have to now learn to say it in a different way to me. And that's how we learn to communicate is now she says, what I'm saying is that blueberries are blue. And then I would say, so what I hear is blueberries are blue. Yes. So now we're on the same page. So the key there is that I'm listening to what she's saying uh, to gain understanding instead of, as she's telling me one thing, I'm automatically thinking of, no, they're not. No, they're not. No, they're not. Yes, they are. I'm reiterating what she's saying so she knows I understand what she's trying to to get across. And you're probably thinking, well, Dr. Tillman, Dr. Mantia, how does this play a role in the fact that you guys are chiropractors, right? <laughs> Why are we bringing Colleen Rogers? Well, again, it, it goes into the, the, the health is from the inside out, right? The mindset is yes. is powerful. And so having these, these, these talks really affect us in a negative way mentally, right? Again, going back to what we, we like to re- remind all our listeners is the brain is connected to the spinal cord, the spinal cord is connected to the nerves and the nerves control everything else. So if the brain, the mind is not right, it's gonna have an effect. And it's gonna That's affect, right. it's gonna have a, it could have a really negative effect physiologically on your body overall. And that's sometimes what we see. We've seen it where we're, we're addressing a, uh, a patient comes in and we find that there's multiple issues. We address the nervous system, right? We adjust them specifically, de-stress the body and mentally clarity, right? Not that, again, not that we're targeting the mind to clear from an adjustment, right. but it just, it's all, uh, it's all connected. And so that, addressing that. Yeah, I really do believe that. I, I believe that we are healthier overall. Um, I do think things eat away as we've heard that expression, <laughs> you know, those conflicts we have in our life eat away at us internally. I, I really honestly believe that. So that's a great tie-in for sure. You have a, a substance called cortisol that is released in your body whenever you undergo stress. So there's acute releases and then that can lead to chronic release. Acute releases can be healthy for you. However, by bottling things in, that acute release becomes chronic. Now that leads to a state of inflammation, which then can lead to a state of disease on the body. That's added stressors in a chronic state. So that's where, um, you know, de-stressing your body so that way you can take on more it's the, it's kind of the the water pail analogy um since that's my 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 thing i guess is analogies i'm going to give you all one right here so imagine you have a pail of water that's full of water what happens if it rains the water's going to overflow so if we de-stress if we if we kind of take some of that water out and lower the water level then whenever it rains there's more, there's now the, the water, that stress is able to stay in the bucket as opposed to spill over. That's not only going to affect us, it's going to affect people around us as well. Our relationships are going to be healthier. Our life is going to be more peaceful. And if we again can separate what we think people are doing to us or saying about us from just the facts. Someone posted something, the facts are they like their family. It has nothing to do with you or whatever you're doing. So that's important. That is eye-opening to me. And I think one of the, I would, you can agree with me here. I think one of the action steps that many listeners right now should take heed to is uh, stop trying to gain somebody else's acceptance, right? You try, stop trying to live for someone else. What, what I mean by that is this, is that when you're, whether you're on social media, 
whether you're, it's like you're looking for somebody else's approval. Stop trying to gain somebody else's approval, I guess is really what I'm getting at. That's a hard thing to do. It is. I'll I'll be the first to admit, um, you know, this is, I'm going into my second marriage now. So my first marriage, there was a lot of emptiness in it. And I was basically felt like I was all by myself. And so I actually utilized what I call anti-social media as a form of acceptance. I was guilty as charged of that. I would, I would post things that were fake, such as photos of all of us together, happy, having a good time. Mm. That wasn't really what was going on. Mm. So it was easy to hide behind that social media. Mm. And I was living, a pastor said it and it kind of changed my whole mentality. It says we're a society living for likes, but longing for love. Mm. And that's something that, that hit me. And I said, I got to stop this. You know, I, w- I would be checking the Facebook all day long saying how, how, how many people are noticing what's going on in my life? How many people are liking my, my photo? Because mm. that was all I had. So yeah. I can absolutely relate to what uh, Dr. Montilla just said on a firsthand basis. Yeah. And don't, don't, don't. Uh, yeah, it's not worth it. it. It's, 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 it's not, not worth it. it. And it's then not. again, you're not going to win somebody's uh, approval in 30 seconds or through a debate on social media right. or towards a conversation because they might be hurt. You might be hurt. Right. Uh, you might perceive either way, it's not a good situation. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's having these tough talks, uh, right? And in a in a proper manner. You know, it, it's uh, you know, it's like uh, last night we were working out, a group of us working out, and the good old saying, "Go big or go home," mm-hmm. right? And I looked at I looked at them. I said, "No, go big or go big," because when you go home, you quit, right? And that's my mindset where I change. It's like, no, address these things, address be be, be present and 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 address it in a certain way. Yeah. There's a there's another saying that says go too big and then you go to the chiropractor. That's right. right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> hurt yourself. Hurt yourself. Exactly. Well, let's uh, review those steps again. Okay. So um, first, we're going to look at ourselves. Yes. We're going to look to see where is my issue in this conversation I need to have. Self reflection is huge. And then I'm going to separate the stat- facts from the stories. What really happened versus what I think happen or how I think I'm being treated. And then you're going to have these, uh, you're going to sit down in this conversation and you're going to have that, share the facts with the person. This is what happened. We're behind on the deadline. The customer's needs need to be met. And then you can go into your side of it. I feel like the reason we're behind is this. And you're sharing in a very calm. Meanwhile, you're watching the environment. (laughs) You're watching what's going on to see how the other person is receiving it. And then you ask them to share their side. It is important to to everybody. That's what dialogue is, sharing the side. And meanwhile, you're watching. You're yielding to them. And then, then from that, you're going to take it into You've resolved it. Maybe you can't decide your way is it or my way is it, but let's come up with a solution and then let's hold each other accountable. That's the WWW, the who, what, when. So here's a question for you, Colleen. What about if you're out there and, and, and you're having this conversation or trying to have this conversation, but they perceive it their own, their view or your view if you're out there listening is overriding what the facts are, right? Because you would, some people swear up and down that mm-hmm. whatever they perceived is 100% fact. So how do you address that where it's actually neutral? It's a neutral uh, fact versus, you know, hey, w- tell me what you think is a fact. Right. So in, in one of the things I do in training in organizations is I watch, let people watch a video or watch, I, we do live acting in some of my training because I have a drama background. And I'll say, I want you to watch this and I want you to tell me what's fact and what's not. You know, uh, someone rushes into the room, he slams something down, he's talking to you angrily. Well, the first thing people will say, oh, he's a jerk. Real, no, what really happened is he walked fast he put the piece of paper down in rather a rough way, you know, stick to the facts. And so when you train people to separate fact from story because everybody labels, then you have a conversation where you can both share fact. But training someone to see what really a fact is takes a while. But then your eyes are open. You're like, wow, that's a fact. The fact is this. The story is all this other stuff I inferred and I added to it. Which oftentimes it reflects our emotions. I think it that's does. when you describe that, it reminds me that, yeah, if you're going to describe somebody coming in and slamming something on a desk and you, you already perceive that this person is a jerk, right. now your emotions are involved with that. Right. And then you start giving this whole different scenario of what truly happened. But the meat of it, right, the core of it is that he slammed the book down. That's it. That's what right. he did. He didn't, right. what he did or how he felt, you, we can't sit there 
and, and, and assume that's what happened. We it's, do a lot of assuming about other mm-hmm. people. Just think about your life. A conversation you had yesterday, you probably assumed something. We do that a lot. A lot. And we've got to, we, we have to train ourselves to not do it. It will give you so much peace <laughs> if you do. Because my husband and I do it all the time now. We're like, is that a fact or is that a story? Yeah. <laughs> it releases so much of your say. I watch a, I watch a show on Netflix. So if you have Netflix, I encourage you to maybe go check this out. It's called Brain Games. And on brain games, one of the things is kind of like how y'all y'all were just having that that talk right there. It just my head went straight there, <laughs> and they they played a scene where there was like stunt people and they had a car crash into another vehicle and speed off, and so they were asking questions: How fast was the car going whenever it slammed into the vehicle? Mm-hmm. Then then they asked these same people, or they they asked and they're they like 50, 60, 70 miles an hour. Then they asked another group of people: How fast was the car going whenever it nicked? the other car you know so that one word and they're like 20 25 but because of the way that the reporter phrased the question it completely changed the perception of what people were seeing involved because he said slammed people automatically assumed high mile an hour whenever he said nicked or touch whatever it was if you go watch it you'll you'll be able to see it but it was so cool to because i didn't even catch it that they were asking a different question um but whenever they go back, they explain how the thought process of the brain works. And it's exactly what you guys are talking about is that, you know, you can come in and say, he slammed the book down or he kind of put it down in a rather rough way. You know, it may not have been a slam, but if that's, but again, it's all about how you perceive it. It may be based and you may use an adjective that may sway somebody else. If I was like, man, Dr. Montia came in here, he slammed this thing down. Well, Dr. Montia may take that as a little offensive because that's not what he really did. Whereas if I was like, man, you, you were in a hurry this morning, huh? Or, you know, or so, something a little more gentle than, than the word slam, he'd be like, yeah, I had a lot going on. You know, so there's a way to deliver information in a correct way that that's effective mm-hmm. um, without, you know, kind of you can skew somebody's their own story, you know, right. by by use of certain adjectives or words. So, so as, you, as we get ready to go on our second and last break. Uh, the action step, as, as you hear saying over, is just be, be intentional with the words that you're utilizing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I would, ass- yeah. I would I'm, I'm sure that we can all agree on that. Is be intentional with the words that you're, you're using because it makes a big difference on how you communicate, right? Because at first we share, we talked about sharing facts. Here is using those words. Be specific with, uh, be, be intentional with the words that you're using. Leave again. Not that your emotions don't matter, right? Because all of our emotions matter. It's how you deal with the emotions as you're making this delivery and having these tough talks that makes uh, makes a difference, right? It increases the chances of having a better outcome. So uh, this is uh, we're talking about tough talks. Stay tuned as we wrap up today's program on tough talks and giving you more action steps. So this is Dr. Montia with Verity Health Center, uh, Verity on the air, helping you explore true health. This is where the healing This is Michelle at Verity Health Center in Tallahassee, and we know you care about your family and your health, and we do too. In fact, we began Verity Health Center with the goal of helping people like you experience true health and live up to 100% of your God-given potential. Our chiropractors do that through the use of chiropractic adjustments to eliminate pain and improve function, focusing on the cause rather than the symptoms alone. This means you'll function better and be back up and running in no time. If you're ready to experience true health, then call us at Verity Health Center with two locations in Tallahassee. Book your appointment anytime online at VerityHealthCenter.com or by calling 850-320-6158. That's Verity Health Center, 850-320-6158. You're listening to Verity on the Air, and here's your host, Dr. Isaac Montilla. Verity on the Air, this is Dr. Montilla. We are back, we are back, and we are back. What an amazing program. Uh, We've enjoyed talking with Colleen. If you're just tuning in, we're talking about tough talks, having these tough conversations. What does that look like in a work environment? What what does it look like relational, right, in your personal life? We're addressing this. We are so quick to want to respond uh, rather than listen. I read once this article about he was a, a theologian, a question was asked and the question was if you had 60 minutes within an unbeliever what does that look like what would that look like he, he paused for a second he responded with i would listen for 55 and i would respond with uh, i would respond the last five that's how he would spend his 60 minutes with an unbeliever right and so the encourage uh, we hope that the encouragement through this program today is 
to listen, to be intentional with how you're addressing these conversations, to not just jump to a conclusion. Don't assume that the world's out to get you, right? Uh, I think that's one thing that I've learned even in marriage. Again, being married almost 12 years is my wife that God's blessed me with is not truly out to get me. And oftentimes I get defensive, right? Because I feel like, oh, it's not, doesn't fit my own emotional needs. When in reality, again, who am I looking to get, uh, to get emotional satisfaction, right? I, 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 tu- I have to turn daily to God because we all fall short, right? For we've all fallen short of the glory of God, right? And so, but we all have hope. We all have this hope. And so we are talking about having these tough talks. And again, we have uh, Colleen Rogers with us. She's been amazing. Uh, just the way she communicates. She's helped Verity Health Center just continue to work together. And as, as some of you might know, is we've been around for almost eight years now. And it's in the beginning, one of the things that uh, even school hasn't taught us is how to have a business, how to run a business, uh, right? I love what I get to do. I somewhat call it a ministry, right? Because the, the, the goal is how do we loving care for anybody that walks into the door? You might have came in one time to Verity. You're probably thinking about coming to Verity. We love you the same way. We, we don't take for granted these opportunities that we get. And we're talking about the mental aspect of it, right? We, we're talking about these conversations that can have a negative effect, as Dr. Tillman, you mentioned earlier, in our bodies as an increase in these negative hormones, which has a negative effect on your body. So if you're interested in finding out more about Colleen Rogers, give her a call, 850-583-4674. 850-583-4674. Again, she's a speaker. She's a coach. She's a consultant. She's a mother. She's a wife. Uh, again, we can sit here and brag about Colleen Rogers all day long. The beauty of it all is that she doesn't have it together, but she knows how to get there. And that's the beauty, right? <laughs> <Yes>, <laughs> But she knows how to get there. And that's awesome. There's not a lot of people that can agree uh, to that, right? We all want to, again, we try to gain each other's acceptance. We want it. We live, to, we try to live to that. Reality is we're going to fall short. We're not perfect, right? But guess what? There's grace, mercy. There's hope involved in all of this. Right, Colleen? That's right. So uh, along that line, I have to give a little plug, obviously, for Verity. I came to Verity, for those of you who, <laughs> everybody has a Verity story uh, um, in it throughout the town i mean it's funny but i uh was in a car accident and uh have neck damage from it and so a friend of mine recommended verity and they have tremendously helped me with uh we all have some kind of something going on in our life but just the knowledge i've learned and the care i've got from you guys is awesome i really really appreciate it um on the other side of of Looking at you, Dr. Montia, you know, a person who thrives to um, be a strong believer in your community and, and offer a business and you have so much going for you, but you are willing to learn to be a better leader. And a lot of people um, don't see their own flaws in their own leadership style. And we were kind of talking about that on the break that I'll go into organizations and um, it's from the top bottom, you know, mm-hmm. it, it, that's, that's the culture of the organization. And so working with, uh, leaders, um, you know, John Maxwell has a saying that, um, everybody is a leader because mm-hmm. leadership is influence, nothing more, nothing less. And I say that all the time. We are all leaders yep. and we all influence in every part of our life. And in organizations, there are four things. And I always want to say this, there's things I talk about. What people want in, um, in in their organization, it's always down to these four things. Everybody wants to know they're paid fairly. They want to know that in the marketplace and in their job, they're paid fairly. They want to know that there's upward mobility, that especially with millennials, which I love millennials and what they bring to the workplace. And so they want to know where can I go? And it's your job as a leader to, to show your people where they can go. Or maybe they can't. Correct. But you're still there to help them get where they want to go. You know, and Zig Ziglar says, if you help enough people get what you want, you'll they get what they want. You'll get what you want. And I live by that 
Every day, I must say it every day, and I believe in it. So help enough people get what they want. And then the other thing they want is recognition. And if we can't recognize other people and their efforts, everybody wants to be recognized. Just And it doesn't take them very long. You did a great job. Thank you for picking up that box. Thanks for filling in with for Sue on her maternity leave. Just walk down the hallway. Write a note. Recognition. I teach people how to recognize in, or in inside of their organization. But the number one thing I teach people is a trusted leader. That's what people want. They want a trusted leader. And that comes from trust comes from, I can have this conversation with you and you're going to help me get through it. You care about me. You care about my future. And leaders have to have tough talks. They have to be trained in how to have them. It's great that you're bringing this, this conversation because it's, it's important, right? As you mentioned, everyone's a leader. And as you're talking, these are things that kind of came to mind is, whether you're an individual, right? If you're involved in the community, if you're a stay-at-home parent, mom, you know, you probably think that because you're at home all day and you have these kids that are under nine, you, it's like, you know, I've heard this before. It's, I just need some adult time because I don't feel like I'm making an impact. I'm worn out. But you are a leader. You're leading these right. kids. Uh, if you're a CEO of a company or CFO, if you're in a position that you're leading other other people in a business environment, Again, mom, dad, anybody, anybody out there is a leader. Uh, even if you're an introvert, you're saying, how do I lead? Uh, you know, most of the most powerful influencers in this world have been introverts, right? And so be- why? Because they lead through their actions. And so understanding that having these tough talks is important. Being being able to say, hey, you know what? I've messed up. You know, one of the things that- Humility. Uh, well, yes, Humility. Uh, one of the things that I've learned, which is tough, one being a male and into is as a as a person that uh, has a business is I've learned that sometimes you just have to say, you know what, I'm sorry, I've messed up. I overlooked at this, yeah. you know, but it takes it takes a village to come together to see that happen because and you can talk to this. You can speak to this. Uh, Colleen is where do you draw the line where, OK, as a leader, you want to be not like you want to be completely vulnerable but you want to be able to sit there and look at, if, again, if you're a parent, your child in the eye and say, I'm sorry, but not enough times where, you know, you're, you're crippling them from, from experience a consequence or, for, or having them come on board and say, oh, wait a second, you're showing me that it's okay to do that. I want to do that. So how do you, how do you create an environment where two people can come to an, uh, or can work towards un, an understanding of where both, we both have issues we both have our fault at this. How do we how do we work together to get through this? Right. So you mean maintain that I'm the boss and I still am the boss and and we got to work through this? Yeah, but more uh, more along the lines of also the okay, and we're talking business here, I guess is is more in the the employee the employee side mm-hmm. where it's not always the employer's fault, but it's the employee, and it's okay for the employer to step up and say, you know what, I've messed up. How do you get the employees to come around? Because any employee out there right now, if you're an employee and you're listening to this, it's so quick to point fingers. We're so quick to yeah. point, it's the employer's fault, it's the employer's right. fault. Or if you go to church, it's the pastor's fault, it's right. the church's fault, right? Where, how do we work on taking responsibility to ensure that a relationship, having these tough talks can, uh, can be good? Well, I, th- I think it's important that we learn to walk in other people's shoes. I mean, we hear that phrase so much, right? Ah, that's good, and yeah. until you're a pastor of a church or until you're the CEO, you don't you don't really you don't get it. <laughs> walk in the yeah. shoes a little bit. And now that I do own my own company and I do run my own business, boy, do I have a <laughs> lot more understanding for CEOs. So walking in someone else's shoes, and maybe you don't, you just can't do that. But you, you do need to look at at again back to the facts what does a ceo have to deal with every day that you don't have to deal with and it will give you empathy or your boss i mean he's responsible for this major production getting it out the door but he also should share that he or she share that we got to do this how can we do that and so i had a saying because i uh worked in ministry for 13 years i led drama teams and so i came up with a saying that people don't criticize what they create so if you're a supervisor if you're a boss then bring your people in to help you solve the problem get the buy-in because we all want someone to ask us our opinion and so as you know have that conversation how can i better serve you as your supervisor how can we 
better uh, serve our customers? What ideas do you have? You'd be amazed at how many <laughs> solutions you can come up with if you ask the guy at the front desk who sees every customer come in, if you actually ask them. How does that make you feel when someone asks you? It makes you feel like, wow, I'm empowered. Somebody appreciates me. I'm validated. Yeah. yeah. So the, I don't know if that answers your question. No, that is yeah. that is exactly it. We, yeah, that's, I think it's important. And again, like you mentioned before, I would, assume, uh, would say that you know, we're all leaders. I just remind everybody, we're all leaders. And it's kind of the scenario that I thought about once is, you know, the leader or the boss yells at his employee. The employee goes home and yeah. yells at his their child. Their child then he go ahead, go, goes ahead and kicks the dog, mm-hmm. right? If you follow right. it, it goes all the way to the very top. And I think that all us, all of us that are leaders in, in whatever respected areas that is, have the power to make that much of an impact. Right, whether you talk a certain way to your child and your child goes out and plays in your neighborhood and how they treat somebody else, or uh, or, or again in a work environment, right? Or as a, if you're an employee, how are you how are you communicating with your uh, with your your coworker, right? So we're all leaders. We all have to address it uh, in certain ways and be intentional with it. That's the word that I, I loosely I love to use. Uh, I, I use that term intentional. Intentional. So we you, we, we were playing games in our last uh, team building activity, and Dr. Tillman. Uh, it, we were playing Jenga, and then depending on what what block you took out, it had what you had to do. And so, Dr. Tillman had the opportunity to to uh, to act like me. And so, <laughs> oh, I that. yeah. So the, the word we are back. We are back. We are back. That's right. So, so the, he utilized the word intentional. We have to be intentional. We have yeah. to be intentional. And the other day, I, I was getting a um, in a uh, discussion with my wife. And she was trying to describe certain things and she said, well, I don't want to really take your word. And I was like, it's not my word, but it's, it's true. It's being intentional. We, mm-hmm. it's, we, to be intentional, oftentimes can take a little bit more energy. But yeah. gosh, I'll tell you what, the, the end result is phenomenal. A couple of things that come to mind for me when it comes to leadership and who's like who, overall who's responsible. We talked about how everybody can be considered a leader. So if you, in a weird way, if you want to change your boss's attitude, be a leader. There's a saying from one of my favorite movies of all time, and it's Remember the Titans. And there's a captain of the football team. And one, one of the captains is talking about the attitude. And he says, you're supposed to be the captain, right? He says, yeah. And he goes, attitude reflects leadership, yeah. captain. Yeah. So if you consider yourself to be the captain, or maybe you want to be a captain, your leadership is going to change the attitude of those around you, whether it's a boss, whether it's another, another team member. Um, I can honestly say that Dr. Montilla... Uh, does care about uh, all of our team members' thoughts and opinions about things because he asks us. We know we we do a team meeting every other week, and he'll say, "Is there anything else that I can do better to help you guys out? What else can I do? Is there anything different that that I need to do?" And then piggybacking off of what Colleen said a while ago about you know if you if you help others achieve their goals, you're going to reach yours. I, I think of a spoon an, a, a spoon an analogy. And it goes like this. There's two different types of spoons. You have an individual spoon and then you have the serving spoon, otherwise known as your cereal spoon, in my opinion, (laughs) which is huge, right? So a lot of us are consumed with the individual spoon and we want to take and feed ourselves. But if we start to utilize that serving spoon, we're going to have enough for all those around us as well as ourselves. So one thing that you can ask yourself every day is, did I use my own spoon or did I use the serving spoon today? Did I help others achieve their goals? Did I help others in regards to uh, reaching what their potential is, reaching what they're supposed to accomplish today, as well as, you know, then did I get my stuff done? Whereas if we're just focused on ourselves, if we're just focused on doing what we need to do at all times and not looking to, to others, um, they said that um, in regards to listening, there's a quote that says, some of the most successful people I know are those who uh, listened rather than talked. Talk. So, Which, again, it's one of those things that we talk in our office, uh, and you hear me say again and again, because we really do. We, we want to walk uh, the person through this health journey, mind, body, all the above, you know, and, and, and just getting that person living to their God-given potential. And one of the things that we often talk about is your big why. So as we're discussing all this, I'm thinking of why do you respond the way you respond? Mm-hmm. What, what is it for? Is it for uh, to get her, to, to fulfill something inside you that is just selfish? 
or are you responding really for the greater good of the situation? And I'm not yeah. saying that if your wife walks out you, and, and she truly doesn't look good in a certain dress that you, you, you look at her and say, no, it doesn't look good. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the, the big scheme of things. Why is it that we respond the way we do, right? Why do you, is it, do you love, do you love drama? Stop it. Do you love gossip? Stop it, yeah. right? Or do you love people? Maybe you don't like people, but guess what? If you believe in God, he's called us to be in community, yeah. right? And it's working through these issues, having these tough conversations in your at work environment. What are you doing? Again, it goes back to that script, the, the, the verse in the Bible where it says, whether you eat or drink, whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Are you responding to glorify God or are you responding to honor yourself? Right. And I think that would be a big difference. Definitely. You know, how, how do I want to make the other person feel? How, how is how is God being glorified in my comment right yeah, now? Exactly. You know, if we had him, we always say that if we he, if, if Christ was walking alongside of us, would I say that? Would I do that? You know, and so that's the check. And we're none of us are perfect. Hmm. But if we can understand that our words matter and how we say things and how we move into a conversation and how we build others up is, is huge, is important. Very important. So as we get to uh, wrap up today's program, again, we're with Colleen Rogers. She is a speaker, coach, consultant. Today, she's she's really uh, helped us tackle today's topic, which is tough talks. Sometimes we don't want to have them. Sometimes we do. Some, a lot of us probably don't know how to do it right. And this might be just a, a gut check. Where, where are you with having these tough conversations? Are you a CEO that needs to talk to your team and say, how do I gather them? Maybe you're doing a lot of things that are wrong. Maybe you're an employee uh, and you don't know how to respond or you're, maybe you're not communicating properly. Maybe you're, you've been scared to have these tough talks with your boss, mm. right? Uh, uh, have you prayed about it? Have you created a, a positive environment around you? You know, I, I was once told recently that if someone is coming to you consistently and spreading nothing but bad news, and is gossiping. There's a big. There's something to say about who you are, right? And you might you might not understand that, but it's true. And that wise person, believe it or not, is my wife who told me that, right? We were just talking about community and people people influence influences that we might have. But think about it. If somebody's coming to you all the time and just gossiping and talking and talking, and at the other end of that is there's only so much that you can take before you start spilling the beans, right? right? The pressure cooker. We use that analogy in one of our breaks. So again. Be intentional. We talked about this. Sharing facts. We talked about, you know, what does that look like? Uh, we, we talked about uh, how do you recognize the good, right? Are you recognizing others? Are you recognizing the good in others? And that's really what I, as we close with this program, I would say is action step is recognize others. Yeah. We all want to be recognized. We do. Put yourself, like, uh, like Colleen just mentioned not too long ago, is put yourself in the other person's shoe. Sometimes it's hard to do that. But how would you want to be treated in, 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 during certain circumstances? So, Colleen, again, I can't tell you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for being with here with us today and, and really opening up a lot of what God's doing in your life and how He's how He's using you to connect to the community, to employers. It's amazing and it's encouraging to hear. So, if you're interested, again, maybe you have a spouse that works. Right. So this might not even be for you. Maybe it's for the spouse that, that works uh, during the dinner table. Whenever you have that conversation, if you're out there listening, let them know about Colleen Rogers, how she's a, a speaker, coach, consultant. She can go in there and, and rally up the troops to ensure that each one of you are maximizing your, your mindset. That you're keeping a good environment to, uh, to, to just make it healthy, healthy all the way around. So. Give us a call if you're interested in coming in the Verity. If you're interested in saying, hey, what uh, what other resources can we tap into? Give us a call, 850-320-6158, 850-320-6158. And as always, we open up the opportunity for three listeners uh, to call in and we offer you a, a, a half off the initial consultation. So if you're interested, give us a call. Thank you for listening. You can, again, find us online, veritihealthcenter.com, veritihealthcenter.com. This is Dr. Mattia with Verity on the Air, helping you explore true health. Hi, this is Michelle at Verity Health Center in Tallahassee. And we know you care about your family and your health, and we do too. In fact, 
we began Verity Health Center with the goal of helping people like you experience true health and live up to 100% of your God-given potential. Our chiropractors do that through the use of chiropractic adjustments to eliminate pain and improve function, focusing on the cause rather than the symptoms alone. This means you'll function better and be back up and running in no time. If you're ready to experience true health, then call us at Verity Health Center with two locations in Tallahassee. Book your appointment anytime online at VerityHealthCenter.com or by calling 850-320-6158. That's Verity Health Center, 850-320-6158. You've been listening to Verity on the Air with Dr. Isaac Montilla. You can hear this program again by subscribing to the Verity on the Air podcast with your favorite podcast app. And be sure to join us every Friday at 5 p.m. and Saturday at 10 a.m. for Verity on the Air, right here on Wave 94. This radio program is for informational purposes only. For diagnosis and recommendations regarding your specific condition, please make an appointment to see a qualified healthcare provider. As for the special promotions mentioned on this program, the patient and any other person responsible for payment has the right to refuse to pay, cancel payment, or be reimbursed for payment for another service, examination, or treatment which is performed as a result of and within 72 hours of responding to the advertisement for the fee, discounted or reduced fee service, examination, or treatment. Isaac A. Montia, D.C. I have this